Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, today I have a super fun topic to discuss with you. And you may be thinking, Tina, the word honeymoon is in your title. This must be just about marriages. And although I'm definitely going to talk about that relationship, I think this actually applies to friendships, relationships, business connections, all across the board with any relationship that you have. And so we're going to talk how to gracefully move out of the honeymoon phase. So this last fall, Preston and I met a couple at a uh, church um, Bible study. Like, uh, actually, it wasn't even a church Bible study. It was uh, put together by a bunch of people, couples Bible study. And I remember them sitting right by us and thinking, like, they seem like same vibe as us. And and they started talking, and we started talking. I was like, we are going to hit it off. And and we totally did there in that you know outdoor around the fire type of uh, connection. Um, while we were just chatting, actually getting pretty deep in this large group of people. And the thing is, is once we got to know them and connected a little more, it's like the relationship just kind of kept building and building and our kids got along and we got along and we liked the same things. And, um, you know, we're going towards some of the same goals in our life. And at one point, my Preston said to me, he's like, are we, are they going to get sick of us? Are we going to get sick of them? And at tell this point, like we haven't, but I think there's something different about friendships as you start to get more intentional with them. And also a little bit with this knowledge. So in the past, right. I mean, and we've had plenty of friendships that are still in this great phase. So this isn't the only couple, um, but in the past, maybe you're like, Oh, this is so exciting. Let's hang out all the time. And then eventually it kind of just fades off and it, it doesn't have that same sort of luster or shine, right. You can apply that to marriage. You can apply that to business relationships. Like I said, any relationship you can apply it to. So let's rewind just a little bit, actually about seven or eight years ago, um, as Preston and I were in a spot in our marriage, it just wasn't healthy in a spot in the marriage that really needs support and love and focus. Uh, we were given a book called his needs, her needs. And this book is by Dr. Harley. He's actually fairly local to, to me, um, here in, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Um, and he has written many, many, many books on marriage. Another one is called Love Busters, also a great, a great book. And he has a concept in this book that honestly, if you take nothing else out of these books and you only take this, this is the most important thing that I found in these books. Although really great to read, not saying there's not a lot of great stuff, but this one kind of mindset, this one sort of idea around relationships has stuck with me and, and, you know, really like kind of oozed into like every single relationship that I have. And this concept is called the love bank. So it might sound kind of weird, but basically, if you think about it in this way, that every single person you meet, 
you have an account with. So they have an account in their bank, you have an account in your bank. And so every person you meet, it's like you shake their hand and you basically just opened up a bank account with them. And so you're the bank, right? You have all these bank accounts with all these different people that you've met and vice versa. They have the same thing. So we have an account, like for example, with this couple that we met. And as of today, at least to my knowledge, um, you know, we haven't taken any withdrawals from this bank account. I mean, partially because we haven't gone through anything hard, but also because we're aware of what puts a smile on each other's faces. It's easy when you enjoy a lot of the same things, right? But it can be hard, right? If something happened, like let's say our kids got in a fight or um, we got frustrated with each other or someone, you know, didn't hold, hold up the kind of expectation in a friendship or what have you, right? There's plenty of things that could go wrong. What happens is a withdrawal happens in your bank account. In the beginning of the relationship, because there's really nothing going on that could be, you know, real wrong to begin with, right? All you're doing is making deposits the first time you meet, when you connect again, when you play cards, like when you go to dinner, like all those kind of things, you're just making like large deposits in the bank account. And I think friendships actually take a little bit longer sometimes to uh, take withdrawals, even more so than like a dating relationship. So let's jump into marriage when we're talking about these love banks. In the beginning, you have this excitement of dating, right? Like I remember when I met Preston for the very first time and when we hung out as kind of like starting to, you know, like like each other and actually every single connection point that we had uh, before we made it official we both can vividly remember. And those moments were like, ah, oh, like I had to tell you what one, cause it's just so fun. But I remember, um, on a Friday night we had hung out and it was, um, I was gonna say Super Bowl. <laughs> it wasn't Super Bowl. It was, um, homecoming for football and Preston played on the football team at our college. And, um, I danced on the dance team and we performed during half times. And so, I was always at the games. Obviously he was always at the games. And I remember seeing, seeing him walking into the dorm, uh, with his, uh, parents and see him and I had just hung out that night before. And for the very first time, it was really romantic. We went to a bonfire party, <laughs> but we hung out. So anyways, um, I remember seeing him walking into the dorm that we both, you know, lived in and he went into the elevator with his parents. Now, he lived on the fourth floor and I lived on the second floor. Very weird for me to take the elevator uh, to the second floor. Am I right? So, uh, but I did because I wanted to meet his parents. I was like, what? How, how is this even possible? And he invited me to go to lunch. And so I literally met his parents like the day after him and I hung out for the very first time. <laughs> it still makes me laugh, but even talking about that memory because it was such an amazing memory and so silly and just like kind of giddy, you know, 18, 19 year old uh, girl, I still can make deposits in our love bank. Even when I tell that story. So honestly, this just like makes me tear up, but like, if you have fun stories to share, 
share them, like tell other people. And if you don't have people in your life to tell, then find new people. (laughs) Like if people don't care about those stories, because I think they're so endearing and so fun to hear. And again, they put, you know, these little deposits into our love banks when we tell them, but even when we had them. So the excitement of dating, of course, so many, I mean, obviously way more deposits in the bank account when it actually happened versus even just talking about it. Right. I mean, now if I like ran into like Preston with his parents, I don't know that I'd have the same like addition to the love bank. Right. I mean, I know that I laugh when I say that, but in reality, it's just different, right? It's not that new excitement. Another time that's like, you know, there's lots of love banks, you know, you know, things being deposited is like wedding prep, getting wedding ready. Like, or now when we started living together after that, like there was lots of excitement, like buying our, you know, furniture for the first time, which is still actually in our bar in our <laughs> downstairs, um, you know, are like buying a new bed or just like all the fun new stuff of, you know, starting to live together. But there are things that happen in actually one of the uh, lists that Dr. Harley has about our, our love bank is what will pull funds out of our account really quickly. A new baby is on the list. And although I have tons of great memories there, um, that can be a really tough time, right? In a marriage to have that kind of you know, separation from each other. Like now someone else needs attention, right? There's demand on our time with small kids at our house, like divide and conquer. (laughs) Like that's something you just get really good at. And all of a sudden you realize like there have been no deposits made. And after a while, if there's been no deposits made, I mean, we're not even like accruing interest at this point. Like it's going to probably start to go down. Another thing that can pull funds out is caring for an elderly parent. Uh, more than ordinary high, like levels of stress, right? Like uh, one of the most stressful times in our marriage was when I had multiple businesses. And that of course pulled so many funds out because I was not present. I was stressed out. So my focus went there to the stress. Health issues, more sudden changes or disappointments, a death that you're closely connected with. If you move a lot, man, that's stressful or build a house, ha! family issues or stressful drama, jobs, uh, being away from home more often than you're at home, like that can absolutely pull that out. So I totally get that these stressors can pull you out of a honeymoon phase so quickly, right? You can take like a love bank that's got like 10,000 credits in it and bring it down to zero so quickly as life just happens. And again, that can happen in your personal life, uh, with your friendships, with your business partners. It can happen all across the board. Now, these things, right? They don't feel like the honeymoon phase anymore. But like, what if we prepared for it? And I think back to how many times I could have absolutely prepared for some of these stressors to happen in our life, even just talking about what if this happens and not to live in like worry, but there is going to be a time that we lose more important people um, in our lives. Like, right. I mean, it just is bound to happen and they're going to be stressful. Like, what if we just had a simple conversation? Like, what will you need from me during this time? Or how can I help you? Or how can I support you? 
How can I be a connection point for you? Like, that's not a bad idea to just be prepared for feelings. And so that we know that there's still ways for us to make deposits and keep our relationship tight, strong. The bank account filled up. So what if we actually planned for the withdrawals to happen and we came right behind it with a deposit, immediately behind it with a deposit, or even worked on it before if we knew there was something coming up, right? If you're going to preparing for a move or a job change or a new baby, right? There's some things that you can prepare for. So I have this just fun little story and this just to encourage you to share the stories that filled up your love bank at one point, whether that be when you first met a friend or when you first met your husband or your wife or whoever it is uh, that you're wanting to build up this bank account again. And so recently I was cleaning out a little um, kind of bag of jewelry and I ran across this ring and it was like just tarnished. I was like, what is this ring? And I looked at it and I started thinking like, where did I get this from? And all of a sudden it hit me and I realized, and I immediately wanted to tell my youngest daughter. So I put it on, I shined it all up and I put it on and I knew she would notice. Like she is just, she for sure just notices things like, especially rings. (laughs) any jewelry or anything. If I wear a different pair of earrings, whatever. Anyways. So she noticed this ring and I goes, I wanted you to notice this. And she's like, what, where'd you get it? And so I shared with her, I said, you know, sometimes when, um, you have a baby, um, your husband can give you what they call a push present. (laughs) And she was like, she looks at me like all wide eyed, And I said, well, do you see how many little diamonds are on there? And she counted out three and she got it like, right. It was signified three kids and she started tearing up and it flooded my mind with just like so many memories. And I told her, yeah, daddy gave this to me in the hospital after you were born. And it just helped me, you know, I said it was just so, it was so fun, right. It didn't help me. It just, you know, it was so fun. And I was like, when I saw this, I knew that you would want to know the story and, and, and hear about it. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, you could probably have this ring when you get older. And she was just, it was the best memory. And it brought me right back to that moment. And I can say like, it just brought in more, you know, deposits. Preston didn't even need to be there, but it was a story that I could bring back to memory, then share it with my child and be able to add uh, that, that those love, um, like deposits back in, uh, the bank account. I love it. So how are we gracefully moving out of the honeymoon phase? You know, do we have to completely move out of it? Well, sort of, I mean, honeymoon phase is the beginning, right? And I actually believe that it can become so much stronger and so much more mature and so much more amazing to have friendships that have lasted a long time, business partners that have lasted a long time, and marriages that have lasted a long time. And when you have, you know, foundational fun stories, like uh, meeting the parents in the elevator or a little uh, push present, and you can reshare those stories, that's when that like mature, awesome love just comes around 
and it puts a smile on your face and it's so amazing. And, and maybe it's like golden years. I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> but, um, it can be so, so great. And you guys, friendships are so worthy of keeping and nurturing and bringing into like a mature state. And maybe we look at from a banking aspect to an investment aspect, right? Like we could take this money analogy and keep rolling with it, um, which I absolutely love. But I hope this was helpful for you if you are in a phase um, that you're not so much feeling like you're even in the honeymoon phase and you're wondering, how do I get back to that a little bit more? How do I get connected uh, to some of those feelings? Hopefully uh, this was helpful. You know, I have plenty of podcasts on the episode of marriage, and I'm going to link the one where Preston and I talked about the struggles we walk through in our marriage. And then one that we did more recently um, called better together, where we discussed uh, something we are doing together right now. And you guys are totally welcome to join us. It's just a fun little challenge free of charge. You can get all the information over there on the podcast, but I will link both of those podcasts in the notes. Highly recommend you listen uh, to both of them. I would love to carry on the conversation over at on Instagram. You can find me at Tina Pettis. And if you would do so, I would absolutely love if you would take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to it, throw it in your stories on Instagram. I will be sure to reshare it. If you tag me at Tina Pettis, hope you guys have a great day and I cannot wait to hear from you. And I'll be back tomorrow for 90 days straight of podcasting with Tina talks.